this episode, we explore how to spot negative influential relationships and we also explore how to manage and navigate good and positive influential relationships. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Welcome. Welcome. I just said welcome. <laughs> um, and then I've been having an amazing um, conversation with my sister. We had the first conversation on part one of this episode. Um, this is like part two of the same topic. Um, and we've been talking about influential relationship, right? And if you haven't listened to that one, please go back and listen to it before you listen to this. Um, but if you've listened to that, welcome. <laughs> welcome to the podcast, this episode. Um, so we've been talking about influential relationships and um, what they are, how they are needed for everyday life, how they have been a part of life in general from time immemorial, how they have a ripple effect on our lives, how they are categorized and how they have been abused, if I may say, uh, monetized and all of that. Um I'll continue the conversation again with my sister. My sister is here. Debbie, Julie, say hi. Hello. Yes, that's a fine voice. <laughs> so um, we're going to continue the conversation. But on this part of the podcast, I want us to talk about the good stuff because we had spoken about the bad stuff, how um, people have been using, there's been an abuse of influential relationships in like coaching, mentorship and all. And then young people have become so discouraged or even become badder, if there's any word like that. There's no type of word. Like, Just as selfish like as they are mentoring. Yes, yes. <laughs> as selfish as whoever is mentoring them or coaching them. So yeah. on this on this episode, we're going to be talking about how to recognize toxic influential relationships. So that you can jack in Nigerian, so I can jack You can just run away from those kind of people. Asa, don't be wasting time. Asa, Asa, flee, flee, sharp, sharp, before they corrupt your good mind. Um, then we're going to be talking about how if you are in a, in a good um coaching, um mentorship, sponsor, role model relationship, whatever form of influential relationship how you can navigate that to get the best out of that relationship so welcome to the podcast yes let's talk about the first part of the of the magana you you were saying that you cannot spot the scammers because Biko help us somebody may be listening to the podcast and just say i may just be at the verge of making that very please help us help help that person <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, to spot a a scamming coaching program, first of all, you would okay, I I'm I'm trying to be the word is not politically correct because there are some good people that are using practices that are now distinctly for corrupt scammers, right? So yeah. at the time where you join a free webinar, and at the end of the free webinar, I'm sure many of us have come across this. At the end of the mm-hmm. webinar, they want you to pay for a course. Those are those are called funnels, right? In marketing, there's a funnel for every customer. There's there's the moment you stumble across a brand, in this case, a coach or a manager, mm-hmm. you're interested. Mm-hmm. Then the next stage of your funnel is you sign up 
for something could be an email that's how they collect email lists right every business does this so it's not i'm not picking at mentors businesses collect email lists in exchange for maybe a free ebook or something yes. next stage of the funnel maybe a free webinar then when you get to the webinar at the end of the webinar you would most likely be pitched in fact i see this running um, joke on linkedin it's just like when the free webinar is actually a sales pitch and everybody's just like yes i've been there now in that free webinar you can start figuring out if this person is legit they may end up talking more about themselves and their life than the business or than you your own development they may just end up telling their life story i've been on so many oh there was a time i used to stay up till like 2 a.m to catch webinars from people in other countries and people just looking at me like my friends are just like are you okay knowledge i was hungry anyways so in the webinar mm-hmm. they end up spending one hour talking about where they were born how which high school they went to they are wasting your time and the actual psychology behind this because i actually have some knowledge in psychology the actual mm-hmm. psychology behind it is to make the more time you spend with such people the more you feel like you trust so you're learning mm. about their life to say, okay, they went to this high school, oh, they did this, oh, they were bullied. Okay, you now have compassion for them. Sympathy, they are burning down your boundaries, right? Mm. It's all right. It's all well and good because we all do things that make, you know, to get customers on our side. The problem yeah. is when they promise you that that webinar is going to teach you business skills that you will just start implementing. And in over half of it is actually you listening to their life story you're on the road mm. to karma they don't have a lot of value to give you and they're mm. just wasting your time so wow. you can decide to take notes on what they eventually tell you it may be 10 minutes and i remember attending one webinar she was like i'm going to give you like 15 tricks or something like that she only mm. told us two we had wow. one hour of her life story two of them she said if you want to learn the remaining 13 you should sign up to this course and she was wow. pitching. I was so irritated. If you promise me something, and I take my own hour too, because I also have a life, I take my mm-hmm. time to join your class, offer that value. At the end, mm-hmm. even if you pitch to me, I would buy because you fulfilled your promise. Yes. When you come to hear about your life story, I know that I didn't know you before. Maybe when yes. I buy your course, I will figure out that I really like you. So that's one way of supporting a scammer. Do you have any other tips? No, 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 but when you said that, you know what, what came to my mind? A, a, a good influential relationship in either, in whatever form, either role model, coaching, sponsor, uh, being a sponsor or a mentor must, if the person should be a person of integrity, let the person mm-hmm. say and do what he says. Mm-hmm. If the person doesn't say and do what he says, red flag. In fact, we should call these red flags of mentorship. Yes, <laughs> red flag, red flag, red flag. So if you are signing off for a coaching or a mentorship set, or you are, you are even just trying to model somebody and the person is not able to keep up with integrity, red flag. Yeah, ask your money. <laughs> they don't really yeah. care about you that much. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I like that. Yeah. Thank you. So let's jump to number two. I'm, I'm taking notes there, Julie. You are the one helping us. <laughs> Back to <laughs> okay. Um, I'll say another one is overly priced. It's a very tricky thing. 
but there are some courses that your spirit will tell you that is, is overly priced. Now everybody determines their worth, and there's somebody that two thousand five hundred euros is nothing to them, right? Mm-hmm. I've been to a a seminar that was worth two thousand euros. I did not pay two thousand euros. I got access, but I sat in that seminar and I was just like, "Oh my, this somebody's stupid for three days." And at the end, there was a pitch mm-hmm. for a five thousand euro seminar. That was it was going to climb. At the five thousand, there was another mm-hmm. pitch for a ten thousand. You understand? It's just wow. like, are you here for the money or are you here to actually help people? And then after you may just see them, um, you may just start having spoil of the moment ideas. It's mm-hmm. like, wow, okay, I was able to gather thirty people for this two thousand. Then they'll tell you, oh, this just came to my mind. Oh, this just came out. Let's run a course. I'm going to offer you a free course for five thousand. And if you notice those type of things, you're most likely eating your money because there's no structure. Mm. No offense, but there's no structure for training you. They're looking at possibilities and throwing it at you, spur of the moment, mm. and making you pay. If if it's a structured thing, you will have mm-hmm. a curriculum. I'm here mm. for two thousand. I'm aware there's a five thousand from here. I'm aware there's a ten thousand from here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or I'm here for a two thousand, and this is the curriculum for the two thousand. And we're following this curriculum because we cleared it in part one. Mentorship is education. Education has structure. Yes. Education has structure. So if in the in the convention webinar whatever things seem to just be coming out and they're turning because they're creative people, they're turning business ideas on the spot. Then don't make mm-hmm. a for that because. You've created an idea, but you've not structured it. And you're telling me now that this is a last-minute, that's another red flag. This is a last-minute, high-ticket thing for just $497. If you give it tonight, $497. From tomorrow, it becomes $1,500. I'm just like, bro. <laughs> I also did psychology, you're lying. <laughs> w- the See, I'm calling people out because I have this scam. I used to use my pocket money as a student to pay for courses, and I wish I could get all my money back. So, spur of the moment things, don't, then don't ask me to pay for it because you've not structured it. Will I go to a university that doesn't have a structure? No. No. So, if you're coming up with ideas for a new course, pitch it to us. Let's finish this one that we came for now. Then I came for a free webinar. You're having spur of the moment or something that still doesn't have a structure, and I'm supposed to pay $497 mm-hmm. for it. Come on. Well, because you're so riled up, the webinar is supposed to rile you up, get you excited. Oh, the possibilities. Oh, I'm going to be in Dubai next year. Oh, if I do this, I'm going to be Elon Musk's best friend. Come on. Mm. And they just sold you something. It's the excitement, it's deliberate. It's the excitement mm. that gets you to pay for things that you've not processed. True. Another red flag if it ends in seven, they are learning from the same person. And I'm not going to call that person's name, but there are many of his students are scamming people. If the course ends in seven, run. I'm going to leave. If the course ends where? If the price of the course ends in a seven, run. I've worked, I've interned in a in a mentorship company. I'm going to put that mm-hmm. in quotes. And they told me the psychology of seven. People like sevens because seven sounds like a perfect number. People like sevens because a seven is not a ten and a seven is not a five. 
So if I say it is nine ninety five, you'll be like, oh, how many things can I do with five dollars? If I say it's nine ninety seven, you'll be like, oh, I'm just losing three dollars. It's fine, and you'll pay. My sister is <laughs> dropping gems, man. <laughs> and then he told me this, I was just like. Wow. wow, you people are collecting yeah, extra sure. dollars for the sake of psychology. Wow, it's like the, yeah, it's like the free ninety nine thing. When something is ninety nine, something point nine, yeah, discount, yeah. Like, okay, you can just you know let go of one cent after all, or eight point nine nine still makes you think it's eight, but eight point nine nine is actually nine. It's actually the higher number. So yeah, if it ends in a seven run, they're having spur of the moment run. What's another red flag? Oh. What's another red flag? Um, <laughs> okay, if they are, ah, <sighs> oh, good God! I've, I've, I've said, I will need to edit this part because now I've gotten so emotionally riled up. I'm trying to bring myself back now. Okay. Hmm. Seven. Oh yes. So, okay. Look, sudden, you remember, if all of a sudden you're a best friend to the mentor, they're calling you bestie. They're telling you that you're girl boss squad. All of a sudden you are some kind of tribe or cult term. Cult in the sense of what it calls is not the way our <laughs> not the spiritual cult that we all hear about in the news, but like cult in mm. the sense of like you don't you are not really giving an opinion. They're just throwing things at you happening so fast you're not allowed to think mm. that's the psychology of that one you just keep that they just keep bombarding with information so that you just stay on the spot you're not allowed to think you're not allowed to process you just stay on this one i'm going to give an example there was mm. one mentorship program i really wanted to join and i didn't have the money and they just kept throwing information at me throwing information at me and at the end i didn't sign up because i was like I came for the free webinar. I've, I've learned what's in the free webinar. That's enough for me. I'll continue mm-hmm. on my merit. And then they were mm-hmm. like, well, if you if you want to go on a payment plan, we can discuss that. Oh, that's not like the end of the world. Okay, let me just hear what they have to say in the payment plan. Mm-hmm. And this payment plan was about a guy telling me to go and take a loan from the bank to pay. Wow. Wow. I was like, huh? <laughs> and I remember he didn't let me interrupt him for like 30 mm-hmm. minutes. We're just talking about the possibilities. They will bombard you with the possibilities, millionaire lifestyle, billionaire lifestyle, blah, 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 blah. possibilities. And you know, I'm here nodding my head and getting excited. Mm. And then at the end, I was like, "Well, you're asking me to take the loan." He was like, "Come on, think about it. How much is your tuition?" I told him, "How much is the loan?" He was like, "The loan is nothing." He said, "You'll finish from school. You won't even use your degree if you take a loan from the bank. This will help you." And I was like, "Bro." If I had not had the Holy Spirit fighting for me, that the only God knows what would have happened. Because wow. his own trick was to bombard me with information. He kept sending mm-hmm. me, he was sending me a list of agencies that would loan me money. In that call, it was like one two, I sent you a link. One two, I sent you a link, and I was like, he's bombarding me with information, so I don't think straight. Mm-hmm. And if you notice that with any mentor. They're just they're just pouring things on you so that you make a fast, high-paced decision. That's a red flag. They're taking mm. money. They don't really care about you. So I was like, if I take a loan now, when I'm in debt, like, are you going to pay me back? He said, I'll make five five times the loan. 
and to be mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-mm. Wow. It doesn't work that way. No, that's a red flag. Yeah. So so far, Devjili, you've spoken about um, some red flags that will help us. Now, this is in formal, even, I think that this could also even fall into informal um, influential relationships, either in coaching, mentoring, role modeling, and stuff. One of the things you've said is, one, if the person can it's not, doesn't have integrity, is saying stuff and is not doing what he's saying. For example, the... They tell you come for a program and then this is what you gain, this is what you, and then there's nothing like that. Red flag. Two, overly priced plus no structure. Overly priced in the sense that they will just, you know, put outrageous amounts of money to courses, and then at the spur of the moment they are telling you, oh, there's another one with a higher price. That kind of thingy. Red flag, right? Um. Yeah, this one is sweeting me. Say if it ends with a seven, Jesus. Seven's are nice. Run away. The only reason I say, the only reason I say problem, I don't have a problem with people charging things that end in seven. I have a problem with where they learned the principle. And the place where that principle comes from has a lot of trauma. So there's definitely shared knowledge that, okay, mm. if we do this in seven, it's like I learned, whoever I learned ABC from, is most likely, mm-hmm. okay, let me put it like this, whoever I learned capital letters from, is most likely mm. who I learned small letters from. So I don't really mm-hmm. trust the ones that end in seven, because I'm like, I know the psychology behind what you're doing, and it comes with a lot of attachment. So you're probably practicing all those other ill things, and immediately I'm just like, no, please, no. <laughs> Stay away. Yeah. Yeah. So another red, red flag you had mentioned is the spur of the moment. That's oh, there's a uh, there's a new idea. I want to coach you on this, or I want to teach you this. Just spur of the moment things without structure. Then this sudden close relationships where you just turn their best deal overnight. Another one, the last one you spoke about is pouring information without allowing you to think. I think that's critical. That's that's more or less trying to make you a zombie. I think <laughs> like, if they don't allow you to think, you know, they don't give you room to think about red flag. So we're saying influential relationships are very important. Influential relationships are key to growth um, in our lives. You know, we need it, but we also need to be cautious of the kind of influential relationships we allow into our lives. If you see any influential relationship in your life, either formally or informally with all of these Biko, 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 jackpa, run away. That's what we are saying in other words. Okay, so now let's go to the good stuff. How then do you now um, navigate a good influential relationship in whatever um, form, role models, coaching, um, mentors, sponsor? How, how, how will you advise a young person that knowing that this is quite important, how do we navigate mm-hmm. those kind of relationships and just do it right? Okay. Do you want to start or should I start? <laughs> you want me to start? Yes. <laughs> so I, I think that when I thought about it, the first thing that came to my mind is identify the role everybody is playing. So don't generalize the your influential relationships. If possible, categorize what role everybody is playing. Um, everybody influencing you is playing in your life 
So for example, um, I would say a role model is somebody that you look up to. It, as we have said, it's kind of synonymous to coaching. So it's, it's somebody that, but I think there's still a distinct, um, there's a difference. But a role model is somebody that you have seen something in and you would want to emulate, you would want to be like, right? I would say navigating that positively is to is to know that identify what are the things because again role models are not in short people are not perfect every in whoever is influencing you is not a perfect person if you decide to take everything of the person and and use it as a yardstick of influence you get yourself into trouble so i would say aside categorizing these influential relationships also know what you are learning identify what you are learning from each of these people you understand so like in role modeling now what are you modeling from the person i don't think you want to model the entirety of the person's being and everything because we're all unique there's a uniqueness don't let there was a podcast episode we spoke about and we were, were saying that in modeling but don't throw away your own uniqueness i think that that's how to do it right don't you are unique there's something that makes you distinct don't throw it away at the detriment of or at the at for the sake of influence you know for the sake of influence keep your uniqueness i think that that's one of the things i would say for navigating this influential relationship for stealing I love that. Yeah. Mm. You want to add? Yes, I was. I want to add to what you said. I think a good mentor is not one that wants you to become them, to become a duplicate of them. Mm. He wants you to drive. Yes, you may be similar to them, mm-hmm. but then I mean, what's the point of having a, <laughs> a photocopy of someone where you can be your own original? There's, mm-hmm. You can be similar to them, but they actually want you to thrive in your uniqueness. Mm-hmm. So, if you have that in mind, that a good mentor or a good mentorship or a good influential relationship, mm-hmm. as you find it, is I am myself and they are mm-hmm. themselves, and mm-hmm. we are similar, but we're both blossoming. Yeah. So, I really like that you emphasize the need for keeping your identity and not just, you know, yeah of the person. i really like that okay so so there was this post i saw for um dr ola brown shared on linkedin and on twitter and i just want to read what she said so i think that from the post the it's just like a picture but it had some write-ups that made a lot of sense you should even understand to do influential relationship positively understand who drives the relationship so um, for like coaches, and I would say role models, the, that that it says you and your coach are responsible for driving the relationship. You can reach out to your coach when you need help. But your co- there was a conversation we had sometime last year with somebody in career HR and all, and she spoke about like in career now. So now influential relationship in career. You need a sponsor. A sponsor is that person that is way ahead of you, but would speak for you. 
where you are not there would would speak for you so that doors open for you but a mistake that i think most of all young people do is to now go and lobby with our sponsors our sponsors don't need us to lobby around them they they are the ones that identify you they identify the potential in you and they decide to push you forward so i think a mistake that you would make in that kind of relationship is to go and now begin to say sir i want to become head of department it's all of your <laughs> business <laughs> you know that kind of influential relationship uh, you don't tell the person what you want in short as much as possible mm-hmm. avoid speaking about it let the person take initiative mm-hmm. as much as possible yes when you were reading the post, I think your network is connected. I'm just keep saying it here in case you want okay. to Okay. Yes. After you stopped, after you spoke about who drives the relation, I think you were still describing a coach and then it disconnected and then it came at the end of you saying what a sponsor is. So I don't know if you want to run that again. Okay. So I said that um, you are, okay. So for a coach now, who drives the relationship? in a coaching or mentorship um influential relationship you and your coach so it's two people two both of you according to nigeria english <laughs> so so you can reach out to your coach your coach can reach out to you you can reach out to your role model your role model can reach out to you right mm-hmm. but in, in mentorship in mentorship you drive you are the one driving it it's not your mentor. Your the mentee drives the relationship. Your mentor is reactive. Mm-hmm. Your mentor is reactive in the sense that, okay, when you talk to me, I talk back to you. If you have issues, okay, and I'm getting, for example, you have a mentor in. You will need to ask questions as much as you can. Can you hear me? It disconnected. <laughs> okay, I think it's just the network, but. Yeah. Yes, we are still here. So you need to, for for coaches, mentors, you need to always talk to them as much as possible as a mentee. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. So did you want to add anything? No, I totally agree. Um, I like the perspective that you don't lobby with a sponsor. Hmm. That's fascinating to me because sometimes you know who your sponsors in quotes are and you just kind of mm. them. but i like the emphasis that you're making that the sponsor identifies you as the perfect person for the role and they mm-hmm. offer it to you it makes mm-hmm. the relationship better because then you yeah. don't get you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> it, it really makes the relationship better and you know there's the power dynamic between both of you and you respect it than pushing for things because sometimes you push for things too you may just end up looking like you're a grabber you just you're always just looking for opportunities which is not a bad thing but in some situations it's not very good i really like that you mentioned that yeah, yeah so I, i'm even seeing that in influential relationships generally you said something that i want to highlight generally there should be respect both ways mm-hmm. in any form of influential relationships you should, should you shouldn't get to the point where you are overly comfortable i don't know if that makes sense like overly comfortable to the place or to the point of disrespect mm-hmm. 
people because I think we young people sometimes do this. Um, I've heard so many older people say, oh, these young people, why you just take them? And they begin to, you know, I think that that's one mistake that we young people make in, yeah. in handling influential relationships. Don't, don't get carried away with the availability or the space given to you that you forget to respect the person. Very important and crucial Ooh, in any form of I even want yeah. to add that you should mm-hmm. understand the generation that you're in and how mm. they view respect. Because millennials mm. see respect different from the way the generation before them did. And mm. Gen Z do respect. Gen Z have respect. We get we don't get a lot of um credit. <laughs> we mm. you know Gen Z is seen as a very disrespectful generation, unfortunately. There's some mm. truth in it, but there's the way Gen Z sees respect. Mm. Our perspective and practice of respect is just different. So if mm. you have a relationship with someone from a different generation, learn what respect means to that generation. Mm. Mm. So, if, you know, for example, if you're working with a politician of today's Nigeria, mm. there's a way they view respect. Mm-hmm. If it's a good politician, they are good politicians no matter what. If it's a good politician and they're giving mm. an opportunity to be close to them, don't say because my generation we don't really kneel down to, you know we don't kneel to greet or we don't say ma my dad always points this to me because i am personally i'm not a, I, I didn't really grow up with too much emphasis on ma my parents kind of made us be like friends mm. but then when we're out there they remind us to say ma in our house we're more like friends right so yeah. if i say oh, my generation we don't really say ma we don't really say sir and i go and meet an older generation and they give me an opportunity to be close by and i'm mm-hmm. justifying my disrespect by well you don't do that in my house you screw up the relationship yeah you have to learn what respect is to them and speak that language of respect to them mm-hmm. for the sake of that relationship you're not being hypocritical you're actually being respectful <laughs> you're actually yeah. being respectful so yeah i really like that you mentioned the respect thing yes so they're doing all, all that we've said all the good stuff do you think we can make it work influential relationships like is there a possibility <laughs> with all the good stuff <laughs> of course <laughs> of course we can make it work i think we can start doing better you'll get yeah. rid of evil by doing good right you don't get rid mm-hmm. of evil by doing more evil mm-hmm. so now that we've highlighted what bad relationships are yeah i the youth our generation can start practicing what good relationships are Mm -hmm. and having better relationships with those coming after us the younger generation our cousins Mm -hmm. let -hmm. them also learn what good influential relationships are Mm. yeah i i i yeah, I've I've enjoyed the conversation so far. I know that we we in part one we spoke about some negatives, and even now in part two we've highlighted some some red flags. But in all of this, I see again the need for people to embrace influential relationships in whatever form comes um, and do it right. Um, I know that somebody out there listening to the podcast today would today make the decision to like influential relationship better 
and mm-hmm. become a better person in the long run. Oh, do you have any last words? Should we have a part three on practical ways of doing it right? Because oh. in part one, we talked about the bad side. Mm-hmm. In part two, mm-hmm. we talked about what the good side is. Should we do a part three on actually <laughs> English? On how to actually do it right? Practical ways of doing it right in an international relationship. What okay. do you think? Um, <laughs> I feel like we should... <laughs> I feel like we should do it at as an episode of of its own, own not a, yeah. yeah, not a part three. So definitely, this there will be a sequel to this conversation. This conversation <laughs> is not yet done with. Um, there's somebody's out there, and he's encouraged to pick up, um, intentionally begin to work through influential relationships. Just in few words say something that would solidify that conviction to go about this oh wow you put me on the spot mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay so do they want to be a mentor or do they want to be a mentee start with mentee first okay to be a mentee focus on being the person of value focus mm on contributing i've been in many mentor- mentorship groups where people have meet and the mentor mm. is frustrated contribute if you're on whatsapp don't just join the mentorship group and mute the group because that's how you mute all your alumni groups this is the mm. development for you so mm. if you are actually being passionate about it actually be proactive be a contributor let them know that whenever something comes out of my mouth it is valuable it is helping mm. others even sometimes i hear some of my coaches tell me wow that's a new perspective thank you they learn from us as well mm. so if you want to go about it just go with the mindset that you're going to be a person of value naturally mm. value will come back to you instead of what can i get out of this focus on yourself and being a person of value yeah I think I like that. And on that note, <laughs> we'll be concluding this episode. <laughs> Where, like, if, if you are not doing influential relationships, right, this is just a call for you to do it, right? If you have been scammed along the way, please, this, oh, this is a, an episode begging you to try again and try and do it again. And we pray that you find the right people to help you do it well. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. Truthfully, I'm glad that you listened the pod, uh, um anchor podcast has a voice um notes uh platform where you could drop your comments you could drop what your thoughts are on influential relationship or you could go to facebook at talking words to drop your comments we'll really love to hear from you i've not been hearing any feedbacks but i really love to hear from you please drop a comment while you can Thank you so much, Julie, for coming to the podcast. <laughs> I'm glad to always have you here. <laughs> and have, have a good whatever time of the day it is, wherever you're listening to us from. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>